morning crypto good morning warriors hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel good morning crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics from a top crypto research team in the world i'm your host abs joined by several members of our 3t family this morning we got the italian stallion mr johnny crypto mario also known as the node defender is joining us and gonzo may also be a surprise guest later in the show so i'm very excited for today's episode Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the crypto market is pumping before our eyes, but the real opportunity lies within the altcoins. We're going to show you a new video from Fox Business and Anthony Pompliano explaining that once traditional hedge funds find out about alternative tokens, they're all going to be excited about these new currencies. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Gonzo, don't worry. I added you to the introduction because I knew you were jumping on the show this morning. But Gonzo, we got some exciting topics to talk about. We're going to talk about the Bitcoin pump, some Solana news, some Cardano news. But I want us to start off with this Anthony Pompliano video about altcoins, Johnny. And that's what our listeners should really be paying attention to. But first of all, how are you feeling this morning? Thank you for being here. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit tired. It was a late night getting back from Washington yesterday. But let me just say good morning to all the war maniacs out there. We love and appreciate you guys for showing up every single day. Man, the, the, the markets are heating up. Bitcoin, Solana, starting to pump, baby. Let's see where we go. Exciting time for all crypto investors, Mario. Even in the node market, we're going to be discussing that as well because Gala had some exciting news. Their nodes are liquid. I'm being dead serious, Johnny. There's a liquid market for the Gala nodes. That's really exciting news for the whole community. But Mario, how are you feeling this morning? And thank you for making time for us. Good morning, everybody. I am doing good. Uh, grateful to be here. Happy to be here with uh, three amigos again. So I'm super excited about that. And, and it's have Valentine's Day. So I couldn't have wished for a better day to have my three best friends in the world here uh, live. And obviously, everybody listening to us out there, sending you guys love. Hope you're all having a great day. We love and appreciate you, Mario. And we got some exciting crypto content to talk about. Gonzo, I guess it's Valentine's Day. I almost forgot this morning. How you feeling? And thank you for being here. I'm feeling outstanding, man. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to Shelly, even though she's like literally like six feet away from me. We're on vacation. I didn't think I was going to be able to like kind of make the show, but it looks like the Wi-Fi connection is holding up. But yeah, man, the market's really exciting. Look, Bitcoin's doing something it's never done before. I think that daily close is into the golden bucket above 50K. As long as we keep holding that, it's something different, right? So it seems like they're actually running this thing early and maybe even harder. So we'll see. It's exciting times, Gonzo, and we're going to be breaking it down during today's episode. We already got 261 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button, and we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we check out some of our daily movers this morning, I am on the yearly candle. Don't get overly excited, guys. Give me a second here. We've got VeChain up 10%, Solana up 6.5%. Quant Networks, Algorand, and Gala all up about 5% on the day. Cardano is also performing extremely well, up 7% on the daily candle, Johnny. But let's get into the news that everybody's interested in. Good thing you're a Cardano maxi now, so that's good. Uh, the fake news can never... <laughs> dude, I, I tell you what, man. I'm starting to turn into a Cardano maxi, dude. The, the amount of research I've done. Uh, like, they, they got big things coming. There you uh, definitely. Go. And we're going to talk about it today. They're adding 6,300 smart contracts. They are a competitor in this market. So I'll give credit where credit is due. Cardano is performing great, but I'll always be an XRP army first. Guys, 
This is the breaking news from this morning. We're sitting at $1.93 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 53% dominance. Ethereum is about 17%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at, listen to this, $51,800 today, up nearly $3,000 in a single day, sitting up about 6.5%. We got Ethereum up about 4% as well, trading at $2,752. Johnny called it out earlier. Solana is trading at $117 in XRP also trading at 53 cents. And believe it or not, guys, we are doing things different than we've ever seen before. And I think Gonzo gave a little indication earlier in the show. When we check out the Bitcoin price chart in particular, there's a ton of opportunity for regular everyday investors to capitalize on this due to the spot ETFs. And just check this out, Johnny. I want to get your opinion on this because a lot of text messages I've been receiving this week in particular, no surprise, it's when we went from about 38000 to $51,000 on the price chart. There's really not a lot of trading volume above these ranges. And that's what catches my attention this morning. If Bitcoin reaches above 55,000, and Gonzo, you might've said this. If Bitcoin reaches above $55,000, we're on a quick road to 70. There's almost no liquidity and no really ranges there preventing us from hitting that $70,000 mark. Once we break all-time high, Fibonacci's enter the conversation. There's a lot of price targets that are very exciting we can talk about. And I want our listeners to answer the question in the live chat today. What is your 2024 peak price projection for Bitcoin? Johnny, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Before we get into our XRP content, we got Cardano. We're going to talk about Ledger and Coinbase partnering as well. But looking at the Bitcoin price chart, we are officially over $1 trillion trading at 51400 this morning. What's your immediate reaction? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I kind of felt that there would be a push. You know, we would see a strong push. I, I, as I said from the beginning, the big boys are now in this space. And I always felt we may not get the typical four-year bull run that everybody's expecting. I don't know what to expect as, but I've been saying consistently that I thought it could be different. And, you know, you know how the markets work. It never works the way everybody thinks it's going to work. Everybody says, oh, yeah, four-year bull run, having coming, it's going to be all normal. No, 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 no. The big boys are here now. This is a completely different game. I've been saying that for about six months now. But, I, but what I haven't been sure of, how is this going to play out? What's it going to look like? But I thought it could be different. So we may be headed. We are in uncharted territories, my friends, and we don't know where we're going. I will tell you this. I do believe this much. Within the next year to two years, I think we'll be over the 120K mark in Bitcoin. That's about, that's what the best prediction I could give at this point, Abs, of what I believe will happen. When exactly? I don't know. I'm not going to say, I have no idea. But I think within the one, one to two years, we see a six-figure Bitcoin um, and that's why not only, you know, and that's not going to get anybody excited, right? Everybody wants to see more than three or four X, but I think the play is at the miners, the miners were really cheap six months ago, a year ago, if people loaded up on those. I think there's a big, big upside on the miners. Gonzo, I want to kick it over to you for some comments on the other opportunities in the market today. We're seeing projects like Chainlink, AVAX, Solana, all perform outstanding. What are you seeing in the price charts in particular? Do you feel like this is the peak and we're, we're entering a bear trap? Or is there opportunity in front of us over these next couple of months? Well, look, let's go back to the Bitcoin pricing action, right? Because I went over this on my call on Monday. It was a really good call. There's a lot of people. And we went back and we looked at all the previous price history, right? And so Bitcoin has always, when we come off the bear market low, we always go into the golden pocket and we've been rejected. We've wicked up into it and then we get rejected and we come back and we visit the 0.5 fib or the 236 fib right depending on the c word crash we got really low the moment that we broke into the golden pocket and that was at 50k and then we closed the daily candle above 
we've done something we've never done before, right? And so I was looking at this morning, we kind of had this like weird kind of cross candle that was red, and now we have a green candle. So as long as it closes, it doesn't like we don't collapse. And I don't think the way the price action looks, it's going to collapse. And we hold above 50K. Bitcoin has done something that we've never seen it done before. Um, and so I, I think it just goes to the buy pressure that's going on in the spot ETF. It remains to be seen if it's going to be a bull trap. I wouldn't be shocked, right? Regardless of what happens, you got to have a plan. If it's a bull trap and we roll over and we come down and we retest the 0.5 fib, right? That's at, uh, it's at the... Uh, 42k and then 0.5 is I'm sorry the the 0.386 fib is at 36 so either 42 or 36 you got to have you got to have your buy orders spread out right if you're going to get into this thing and just have a plan if it keeps going up then just keep riding it up we got to have it we have to have an exit strategy because remember guys these markets are still algorithmically driven all of these projects pump at the same time and what does that tell me gonzo that money comes into this market in waves and it starts with bitcoin and moves into ethereum and then we see it drain into some of the larger altcoins that's why we're starting the show off talking about bitcoin reaching $100,000 because as pessimistic as the community is today when it comes to XRP and XLM in particular if bitcoin reaches $100,000 that liquidity is going to flood into altcoins and we're seeing leveraged XRP accounts in the United States right now. But Mario, before we get into some of that content, I wanted to break down this price chart for the SHX community, aka Stronghold. This token has been performing outstanding, and it's a project we broke down nearly two weeks ago with the connection between Stellar and IBM using this for cross-border instant payments. It's very similar to what Ripple's doing. I wouldn't necessarily call it a competitor. This thing is only 35, maybe $50 million in total market cap right now. But it's done tremendous gains. Look at what look at what it's done in just the last month or so, going from about a quarter of a penny or a third of a penny to well above a penny in value right now. That is humongous when you talk about just a, a one month price chart here. We've seen people's bags go from I saw somebody who invested in this token at the beginning of 2024. They put in three hundred dollars. That three hundred dollars is now worth over eleven thousand dollars. You need to have an exit plan. You need to take your house money off the table. And that's why we always talk about Merlin, the smartest way to track your crypto. 30 days absolutely free. Go in there, set your price targets so you know what your profit will be at specific prices with these targets. Um, Johnny Crypto, I mean, Mario, floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, I think that that's a perfect example of some of these projects. Like we're we're obviously looking at Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the leader, of the leader of the market. And it kind of gives us an indication whenever there's, uh, you know, a flood of liquidity coming into the crypto space. But some of these cryptos that are in the lower spectrum of of, of the charts, right, of, of the, the rankings that have a lower market cap, that's where you can get those 300% gains, 400% gains, you know, those three, four X's like you just showed with Stronghold. So as you're getting into crypto, it's crucial, like obviously for you to diversify within crypto, it's crucial that you have a little bit of capital to deploy into some of these projects. If you do your research, if you feel like they they have a strong fundamental uh, with with their team, with with what they're trying to accomplish, this is where you can really maximize. And like you said, you can turn a couple of hundred dollars into eleven thousand. It surely happened to me the last bull run, and I'm sure it's going to continue happening. So as we're starting to see the flow of of, of liquidity, as we're we're approaching two trillion dollars in, in market cap, we're going to start to see some of these lower end projects or projects with lower market cap pop off. And 
it's very important to be careful once you see the, those projects pop off because you know you could have a pump and dump. I mean, you could have where it corrects. It almost always corrects. And Tonko, uh, Gonzo talks about this all the time. There's always the next opportunity. So it's very important. And I actually, I actually spoke about this with someone today. The market is pumping. And right now might not necessarily be the best time for you to deploy some capital. It may be best to wait. Although, obviously, market could continue going up. We could, you know, go up from here and you could miss out on, on lower buying prices, but it may not. And so for me personally, I like waiting and, you know, waiting for those uh, corrections before putting in more money. Mario, this is another very uh, token that's been performing fairly well. This is a veracity token, another low cap. And I just want to let you guys know, we've never taken a sponsorship from any crypto project on this show. We don't promote these things because we're paid. We're just talking about things that we're researching on our own. So I want you to know these are our genuine opinions. We have no association to any cryptocurrency in the market today. But we got 425 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And this was an image I found very interesting this morning, Mario, where Mr. Man XRP on Twitter on Twitter was announcing that this token is actually working on FedNow capabilities. And the illustration, he, he made it, and it's a great catch on Twitter. But this is a goal. This isn't what they're at. This illustration is a little bit misleading. I'm not going to lie. They're, these connections with Swift and FedNow, they're speculative right now. And they're working in that direction. But I wouldn't say they've come to fruition. So, Gonzo, when you talk about lower cap alt gems that we might have in the market, what are some projects that maybe are interesting to you? You know, the really strong narrative that I've been looking at recently and doing research on is obviously D-PIN, right? I talked a lot about D-PIN, but something very specific, and it has to do with GPU mining, right? We know that they've talked about, Masari's come out and put out statistics that that whole AI total market cap is going to be like 1.7 trillion in the future, right? And so AI is growing exponentially. ChatGPT went up, I think, uh, what, we had uh, 100 million users, whatever that was, like in two months, right? AI is growing uh, I want to say 10x every 18 months. Now the hardware is only the supply of those NVIDIA chips, right? Are only growing 2x, right? And so there's a need there for to fill a gap, right? And so I like those projects. That's why we like Render or Kosh. But very specifically, where those NVIDIA chips come into play is with language modeling, which is what ChatGPT do. So there are new projects that are coming out like io.net, gpu.net, uh, Ether, Right. I call it a ether, but ether I've talked about because they have a relationship and partnerships already with NVIDIA. So they have access to those GPUs that are very expensive and very hard to find. Right. And so they all do it a little bit differently, but they basically rent out the GPU so, so that uh, projects can build and you can see the need. Right. And so that's why I'm kind of going into those projects. They haven't come out yet. Right. There's another one called Gaming that has to do with decentralized GPU, but with gaming. Right. Uh, gamers rent out their uh, their GPU space. So uh, I talked about them on Monday. But, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to close it out with a little bit of gaming discussion. We are going to get into this clip from Fox Business and Anthony Pompliano this morning, where he described how traditional financial firms, when they figure out about the volatility in altcoins, they're all going to want a piece of the action. But before we get into that, maybe you can talk about some gaming tokens or whatever catches your attention. I want to give people some insight into the opportunities that exist right now. Well, I mean, I, for me, my favorite two sectors moving forward this time around is gaming, as you you know very well, and also AI. It's been two of the areas I've been focusing a lot on. Uh, there's a lot of gaming, just so many gaming tokens. I mean, the best bet is for people to go to CoinMarketCap and click on the gaming sector, and you can see them. But some of my favorite that, that is not going to surprise anybody who's been a long-time listener here, you know, is Myra and Playable. Um, there's so many other ones. There's Super. There's Beam. Immutable X, you know, all these uh, immutable is kind of big now. It's kind of gotten into a, 
you know, it's kind of taken off and it's in the billion. But if you're looking for something at the smaller, lower cap area that still has good room to run, you know, for me, my favorites are Playable and Myra. I uh, really like both of those. And they both have nodes. Some also have node markets for sale. So very, very interesting plays there. And on the AI side of it, you know, one of the ones that I've been researching heavily is Pyth, P-Y-T-H. Uh, so I've been looking at that one. Also chain GBT. So, you know, there's a couple for people to go do some homework on. I'm not telling you to buy any of these. You should all do your own homework. Um, but those are the ones that, you know, to me, love that space. Now, don't forget, I'm already heavily invested in other areas of the market. But, uh, but yeah, so there's some good ones there. Say is another good one um, that I like, SEI going forward. So, so much opportunity here. The key is you have to really look at, you know, we've been in this thing for a long run. And so we've got a lot of the older coins. And the reality is the, the tricky part for me, what I've learned as we've gone from bull run for me, bull run run was in 2021 to bull run number two for me, is you, you see this transition of, okay, the old guard and the new guard coins. And that's what's been, you know, challenging is coming up with funds to continue to stay in those apps. But to me, those areas, hot, hot areas, gaming and AI in the next bull run. If you're just getting started, I would, I would highly uh, advise everybody to look in that space. And I want to highlight a token right now that's ICP, which is very interesting. I've been paying attention to that one for quite a while. That's done 180% gain in the last 90 days. And it is a relatively large market cap here, sitting at, I believe, the 16th largest market cap in the market. There are legitimate projects pumping in price right now. And I think it's because institutional money is beginning to enter the market. It starts with Bitcoin. They move to Ethereum. And then we see some of these larger altcoins pump as well. But let's listen to a Fox Business interview from Anthony Pompliano here, where he's describing how once companies like JP Morgan, Fidelity, BlackRock begin to leverage these crypto assets, we will enter a new age of finance and altcoins are set to profit. Investments investor, uh, uh, Anthony Pompliano. And Pomp, you'd say, you know, that these Bitcoin the ETFs, they're sounding the alarm. I, I, at first, it felt like everyone, including yourself, were really enthused about it. Did they not go off right? Did they? What, what's the hitch? The, al the alarm's good for Bitcoiners. If you think about what's oh, happening okay. right here, uh, Wall Street's getting an intelligence test. If you paid attention in Economics 101, you're going to pass this test. There is hundreds of millions of dollars per day flowing into these Bitcoin ETFs, and there is only about 40 to $45 million of net new Bitcoin being produced. So there's 12 and a half times more demand than there is supply being created every single day. If there's that much demand and that little supply, the price has got to go up to accommodate everyone. And so my guess is that we're about to see Bitcoin continue to grind up over the next couple of weeks. So that's the structural buildup for this next big move. Correct. What's holding them back then? Well, the Bitcoin's not being held back, right? I mean, right. it was at 47 and went down to 40,000 because everyone was dumping GBTC. Now, all of a sudden, we're back to 50,000. I think 50,000 is a psychological level as well. People get really excited. They say, hey, we're going back towards all-time highs. And as soon as Bitcoiners start saying it, somehow it usually happens. <laughs> it does, right? Now, you say you've got the next big bet. Share that with us. Yeah, so if you look at what happened with the Bitcoin ETF, right? Bitcoin is an asset. It's now been accepted within Wall Street, and now people want to get access. And so we have these Bitcoin ETF issuers. I think that the next big run of equities is going to end up being an altcoin ETFs. And what I mean by that is forget which coin or which protocol, but the altcoin ETF issuers, I think, are going to have a great run over the next two years. I've made three bets here. I invested in Bitwise. I invested in a company called 21 Shares. And then the only publicly traded company is something called DeFi Technologies. And all three of these, they basically want to give people exposure to assets. They don't care which one you pick. They just want to make sure that it's easier for you to put money into this ecosystem in this industry. And I think all three will do well. So Johnny Crypto, we've talked about that on our show for literally years. And I want to give a shout out to a couple of the people who've been watching us since 2021. When we first started this program, we were entering a bear market. And right now, 
it seems like there are certain communities that are pessimistic. It is time to be optimistic in this market. And we have never said that before. We do not promote Hopium on this show. But when you talk about companies like Bitwise, 21 shares, these companies have connections to BlackRock, Citibank. They're going to be launching altcoin products potentially in 2024. This is a game changer. And we've highlighted the Grayscale one because it's very simple to understand. But there's going to be dozens of these products that enter the market. And many of our favorite altcoins are set to profit off of these innovate off of this innovation, Johnny Crypto, yeah. including XRP. And we've got some new evidence when it comes to XRP about having some jurisdictional changes inside of New York. I'm excited to break that down as well. What's your initial reaction to Pompliano now talking? He says traditional financial firms will leverage altcoin ETF very soon. And you know what's great? If you watched our show yesterday, you heard Freddie Rispoli talk about these these coins don't need to be labeled a security. We don't need Clarity. We don't need the SEC already defining what is and what isn't a, 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 a security to create those ETFs. Because as we talked about, the underlying asset, not as critical as the fact that when you put it in an ETF, it's instantly a security. Any ETF being offered a security. Okay, so that's no brainer. Security. Easy. You put this, you know, this item in the basket, it becomes a security. Uh, or the the ETF becomes security, not the underlying asset, right? And so that'll that'll that I think will help facilitate a little bit a little bit faster abs. But we will definitely get these. We've been saying it on this show for a while. We knew that was the very next step in evolution of ETFs. It was going to start with Bitcoin, then we're going to get ETF Ethereum ETF, and then from there we're going to get a bunch of baskets, you know. And maybe we even get an XRP one. I don't know. It might be a little trickier because of the whole you know lawsuit's not completely over yet. That one might be just a little trickier because of the fact that it's still in an actual court case of the lawsuit. So some companies may say may choose not to touch it yet until that's finally till that case is buttoned up and done, which hopefully we'll get a resolution in April, May, and it'll be done. But yeah, I think there's gonna be baskets coming. Good for the good for the entire altcoin market. And primarily the bigger ones, abs. I think the top 10 or 20 will be the ones. I don't think some of these ones at the bottom and the hundreds will get popped in there, but we'll have to see. If so, that'll be a good indicator to jump on those as well. Mario, it reminds me of statements that we heard from previously. We heard these from Raul Paul when he was doing a podcast with Scott Melker on his YouTube channel. He said, traditional financial firms, they're like vultures in this market. They see volatility and they assess that as opportunity. There's nowhere with more volatility right now than the altcoins in the crypto market. So I think it's only inevitable. We're going to see big companies take advantage of that volatility and offer it to their customers, as well as making a huge profit for themselves. But what does it mean to you that guys like Anthony Pompliano are now promoting these narratives on something as mainstream as Fox Business? Yeah, we're starting to see that that uh, like that change take place, right? We're starting to see like last year we we had a lot of negativity, like after the FTX and. And especially after FTX, we had a lot of negativity being spoken in, in mainstream media about crypto in general. But we're starting to see that change, especially since the ETF, the ETFs got approved. Now it's like, OK, we've got this new asset class. They're starting to talk about it more. They're starting to put a positive spin. I'm starting. Uh, you mentioned in the beginning, Abs. I'm also starting to get messages from people. And it's it's giving me the indication that that's what what's coming across. So. For me personally, like I know that like I'm seeing what what the financial institutions and obviously as you as you spoke about the liquidity that that's that that's coming into the market, they're obviously more methodical. They're they're going to be careful about where they put their money. They know exactly that these technologies are here to stay. They've done their homework, and so they're going to put their money in the ones that either they're partnering with or they they're, they're starting to get some developments with. So I think that that's the positive side. Um, a lot of people are still very. 
uh, skeptical to investing in crypto, especially because of the volatility. I mean, we know, we know because we're here for 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 so long, and by by so long, I mean we're researching crypto and blockchain for so long that we understand what the technology is doing and how it's going to shape the future. But for a lot of people, they they're still hesitant because of the fact that it's so volatile. And so, obviously, over time, I believe that it's going to start with Bitcoin. We're we're going to see Bitcoin become less and less volatile. Like for example, for this crypt, for this uh, bull run, I don't think we're going to get close to to two hundred thousand. Just being honest, for me personally, I'm looking at one thirty to one forty, kind of double of previous all time high. Just because, even though we've got all this mass adoption that's taking place, and we've got all this liquidity that can now come into Bitcoin because of ETF, so on and so forth, I am still going to be. Um, forgetting the word here, but I'm still going to be playing it somewhat on the lower spectrum of things for Bitcoin for me personally. And I'm thinking we're just going to double this time. I think the word is conservative, Mario. I think you're just playing it more safe. Yep. And this is what I, this is the big evolution I've made personally is that this time using Merlin and creating an exit plan, I really have a, have a very realistic expectation of what we have the potential to do here. And so with Gonzo, I'm just going to kick it over to you and then I'll, I'll talk more about that later. Yeah, you know, I was just looking at the altcoin market chart, right? The total three minus Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, our last recent all-time high was in January. It hit 534 billion. We just touched that on a candle wick. It's down a little bit, but we're basically at all-time highs, local all-time highs, right? In the total three. I looked at the others, which is everything outside of the top 10, and it's close to a local all-time high. So structurally, the altcoin market looks really good, right? Now, what we need to pay attention to is Bitcoin dominance. Bitcoin dominance keeps rising, right? And as long as Bitcoin dominance and the price of Bitcoin rises, then it drags the altcoins up. The opportunity comes when Bitcoin decides to peel back a little bit, right? And Bitcoin dominance continues to rise. And then that's where we get a correction in the altcoins. But it looks very, very healthy. Uh, you know, we've been talking about the ETH trade since they approved the spot ETF. That was the trade to get into. We had a correction down to... I don't know, 2100 and something. It was above 2000 and look where we're at now. It's running, right? And it's going to continue to run along with the ETH ecosystem. And when ETH does well, the rest of the altcoin market does well, right? You know, just remember this, guys. This is a different, it's different. You know, in the past, whatever came in, the Bitcoin could come out of Bitcoin easily. Now, a lot of this money is tied up in the ETF. It's not going to be coming out. So you got to factor that in now. It's not going to be like, oh, it's going to go in Bitcoin. It's going to roll in the altcoins. No, 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 I don't think it's going to work that way no more. Some of that money is going to stay in the ETF. In fact, a good chunk of it is going to stay there. It's not going to have the simple rolling liquidity like we're used to. So you almost kind of have to look at it and say, how much of that money liquidity or how much of that, you know, if it's $1 trillion, how much of it is locked up and tied up in the ETFs? Because it ain't going to come out. And you got to take that out of it. And then you can say, okay, the remaining pump, maybe that still does the same thing. But you, you just have to think about it differently, guys, because I think we're, we're, in a, we're in a different game. It's a so, different world right now. So, well, so Johnny, I, just to push, uh, go ahead. You go, you go first, Mark. Uh, thanks, Gonza. So, what I was going to say, so Johnny, I agree with that perspective. So, what I'm seeing is, I think the psychology of the market is still going to take a play. And that's the reason why I don't think Bitcoin is going to go to these extremely high prices just because there's an ETF. What I think will take place though, is we may not correct as heavily. So like we may not have these, you know, 70, 80% corrections going forward because now there's more liquidity that's, that's tied up in the ETFs. But I still don't think that because, because the psychology of the people in the market and the psychology of mainstream media hasn't really changed dramatically to the point where I think the, 
influx of the ETFs is going to take a, a um, like it's going to affect the higher price point of Bitcoin in, in that scenario. But I do definitely agree with you that the liquidity stuck in the ETFs or in the ETFs could obviously create a better cushion. So this way, Bitcoin won't correct as heavily. I 100% agree with you. I think the volatility that we've seen in Bitcoin is going to go away. It's not going to go away completely, but it isn't going to be like the prior bull runs we've had in the past. We are sitting there in a different world, different place. And I, I, I don't think it's going to be the same. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of, it, some of that is going to flow into the altcoins. I don't think we're, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying, don't expect the full amount. If we end up with a $4 trillion Bitcoin, all $4 trillion isn't going to roll into the altcoins as we flow through it. A good chunk of that, I think, is going to get locked up. So. Gonzo, I'm going to kick I, it straight to you here. Just let me preface this. The evidence is stacked against you here, Johnny, for one reason in particular. We're the currencies are moving together. When we're just looking at percentage gains, we can compare the price charts as well. If I could overlay these charts, you would see the similarities. There's a couple outliers, and I think that's why those communities are frustrated. XRP, XLM, Algorand, many of the quote-unquote ISO compliant tokens are actually having the worst price charts for now. But like we often say, those are the projects that often pump at the end of the market. XRP, for anybody who's been here since 2017 or even 2020, you know, XRP moves at the end of this market. It doesn't move at the beginning of these cycles. So it's interesting to see the community so frustrated. We compared the charts and we told you guys, this is standard. But uh, Gonzo, I did just want to throw that in there, letting people know that the markets are moving together. Look at this. In the last seven days, Bitcoin is up 20%. Ethereum is up 15%. Solana is up 21%. But it's And Cardano, 18%. But it's currencies like XRP that are actually the outliers. Besides those, Johnny, we're seeing business as usual. I think what they're waiting for is they're waiting for looser monetary policy, right? They're waiting for their Fed to cut rates, and then everyone gets a very big risk appetite. And as Wall Street comes into this space and they learn about Bitcoin and they learn about Ethereum and they learn about these other protocols, they're going to chase those gains. Because remember, these guys, like we've already seen that this spot ETF has altered the four-year cycle, right? Like I said, we have candle close within above 50k we have to see how that plays out what we don't know is the effect on the wrong side of it right on the back side what does that look like right and these guys are not believers in bitcoins they're not like hodlers they're in this because they see an opportunity to make money right and so it's not like they're going to hold this thing and hodl it they'll sell in a quick minute when this thing gets up high enough and we don't know what that looks like yet and that's why i don't trust wall street they're in this for the money not for the you know, usually what we have, like they're not Michael Saylor, right? That's huddling this thing till the end or the other hardcore Bitcoin maxis. These guys are in it for the money. And when this market corrects and it will correct, we don't know how that sell pressure is going to affect price action is all and I'm you saying, think, right? So it remains to be seen. I think you're spot on with this. Volatility is diminishing 100%. The more money that enters the market, the harder it is for, for it to go up and the harder it is to go down. This is simple math, right? If Bitcoin's a trillion dollars, in order to 2x your portfolio, that means a trillion new dollars need to enter the market for Bitcoin. It's very, very simple. So I think you make a great point. As more money enters the market, we're going to see volatility diminish both in the bull runs and also in the bear market. So that's pretty good news as well. But I wanted to give you a chance to close it out, and then we're going to move on to this Ripple news. So what I'm saying is you have a new asset class now. You have an ETF. That ETF isn't going away. Gonzo may be right. They may sell it and dump it. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a buyer on the other side. Somebody's buying it, which means that new pile of money that's sitting in those ETFs isn't ever really coming out of that ETF. Yeah, it's going to go up and down a bit, but I don't see it. I don't. So your Bitcoin. So basically what's going to happen is your Bitcoin dominance, which normally might have had 
I don't know the pullback numbers historically. Maybe it went from 50 to 30. Now you may see only 50 to 40 because some of that money is going to be tied up in ETFs. That's never coming out. So that's all I'm saying is I just think there's not going to be as much. You just have to factor that into your. Wait, why is it? Analysis. And I'm genuinely asking, why is it never coming out? What does that mean? By, are you saying that they're never going to sell the Bitcoin that enters these ETFs? What I'm saying is the ETF isn't going to close and go away. So you're not going to liquidate it. And they have, but to they do have ETF. access to the Bitcoin though, which is like, what was the fault with the GPTC thing, right? Where you could get in, but you couldn't get out. They're liquid now. So they can buy and they can sell. That was the whole thing with GBDC as they converted. We had all that sell pressure. So it's very, very liquid. They converted. Right? So when they need money, they, they, they converted, money right? And they put right. it into an ETF. But that ETF exactly. isn't going away. If they close no, that out. No, it's not going away. Right. But what I'm saying is they can access the underlying Bitcoin and it's very liquid. They can sell it. They can cause. Think about like it's the other side of the coin, right? Look at all the sell pressure that's pushing price action up. If these guys get froggy and start dumping it, it's the reverse. It's the sell pressure coming down. Well, right? Let That's me all explain I'm something. They're not just going to hog it, something. right? Last year, other than GPTC, you had zero ETFs, which means right. all that Bitcoin was free out there to play everywhere. This year, you have 11 ETFs. Do you think all 11 are going to get liquidated to zero? No, I, I'm not saying exactly. they're going to go to zero, right. but to say that, no, but to say so, that, so look at, that, so that there's going to be a buyer on the other side, I, I don't think so. It, it could be a chain event, right? Johnny, like, and you're not like, let me just say this. Johnny's yeah. not slick this morning, twisting his words. Gonzo never said he thought all of them were going to go to zero. He's no, talking about, point oh, is, let me finish. What I'm let me finish. To say is you got 11 ETFs. They are going to have some value that isn't ever going to get liquidated from there because they're going to be in operation. And you can't assume that money, that money cannot roll into altcoins. That's what I'm saying. But this is where me wrong. I will gladly, if only I could get a word in here, guys. But we got 535 live listeners joining us. You know, it's all love. Show us some love and smash that like button. We love these conversations on the show. And the point that I think Gonzo was making is that these hedge funds have a price target that they're all probably in agreement with. Could be 140,000, could be 220,000. And when they hit those price targets, we think we're going to see a coordinated effort to take profit at that price and basically send us into a bear market. Nobody said they're going to have to liquidate their whole portfolio. Nobody said that money's going to go directly into altcoins. But what we did say is that altcoin products are going to be entering the market possibly at the same time. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if hedge funds took advantage of that liquidity. That's, that's I think, the argument. So it doesn't need to be that's, exact. That's, and, that, and I'm not arguing that. I'm not saying that at all. The conversation you guys talked about earlier was, oh, we know historically money moves from one, one to the other to the other. All I'm arguing is there will be less money moving from one to the other unless all 11 Bitcoin ETFs close down. That's just a simple fact. It's unarguable, right? At the end of the day, if there's 11, even if they're down at $25,000 Bitcoin, there will be some Bitcoin in there and that money won't be accessible or be rolling over. That's all I'm saying. Guys, throw hashtag Johnny Cryptos in the chat if you agree with him and throw hashtag GMC in the chat if you agree with us. I want to give a shout out to my man, Johnny Crypto. We had a ton of fun this week getting to record for XRP Unleashed. That was a really cool experience. And I wanted to just remind our listeners, their Twitter account is at Fruition Films on Twitter. They're going to be putting out updates for that entire Netflix and Hulu and all these streaming services they're going to be launching this documentary in 2024. So if you're looking for updates, go and follow them on Twitter. And they should be putting some new clips out in March, Johnny Crypto. But we got 560 people here. Let me know in the live chat. Who do you think won that great debate? Because we're going to shift topics very briefly. Oh, sorry, Gonzo, do you want to close it out? 
Yeah, I just wanted to say, look, guys, I'm really proud of you. Yesterday, I was so proud, like when you guys were over there, you're sending pictures in the studio. You think about where we started. Like this whole thing just started because Coach JV went on vacation and we needed to fill some time. And where, where, where we started and where we've gone and where we're going is just huge. And I was just super proud of the team, super proud of you guys. I know you guys rep Merlin and GMC. And so just, just really proud of you guys. You know, thank you for that, Gonzo. The reality is it's the whole team, and unfortunately, they weren't able to have everybody there. But it would be one of these days we'll all be there because this team is the best crypto team in the world, and we have the best crypto chat room in the world. So shout out to everybody. Uh, it's just a great thing to see where we're all moving, but we all do this together as one. Guys, and I love to consider our show a hidden gem, Gonzo. That makes that means you, Mario, Andrew Cashlow, Johnny Crypto, every single person who, who takes time and comes on this show – if you just watch how much we've grown from the program, the branding, the show in and of itself over the last two years, we're going to continue to prove as a team. Like I just wanted to give our listeners a shout out, but I want to stay focused because we have so much great content for today. Listen, Johnny, I'll give credit where credit is due. That was a great debate on this show, but let's get into some of our XRP. Oh, finish the credit. Look at all the, look at, look at the votes in the chat. I don't see too many GFCs. Here we there, go. Let's keep going. This is my favorite comment. You know what's funny about that debate, though? But everyone's all coin heavy. So if Johnny's right, we're all screwed. Dude. No, we're right? not. We're all all coin we're, heavy. Here's why we're I'll Now, let me tell you the other side of the story why we're not screwed. Okay. Because what just happened is the Bitcoin. Here, we got one vote for GMC. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's why we're not screwed, okay? Because what the ETFs did was they brought, and, I, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, right, for all the people it brought instant credibility to this space. It's bringing in new money, which means the tides are rising. It's a higher tide. And so there's going to be more money at play. And therefore, we are going to see, I think, overall higher prices. We're just not going to get the normal if we went, this is my my theory, if we went from 55%, and Gonzo, you probably got the numbers, you can look them up. If we historically went from 55% dominance all the way down to 20 during the altcoin you know, rotations, I don't think we're going to go as low, whatever those swings are. That's all I'm saying. But overall, there's more money in, which means more money. We're going up in the long run. So everybody should be happy. Don't worry. Yeah. In the last bear market, I think we hit about 30% dominance, right? And then right now we're at 54. I think we're going to push up to 56. We could go up to 60, right? I still believe that, right? Uh, but then when when the altcoin season comes, yeah, like we're not going to test those lows uh, you know, we'll see, right? Like we could end up at, like you're saying, 30, 40% in dominance. So, but it'll play out. Guys, we are going to talk about XRP ETFs coming to New York because this is a big update and I'm excited to break it down. We got 550 people here. I'm going to play the, the last 30 seconds of this Pompliano clip because I want him to just elaborate a little bit more on what it means if these ETF products are launched in the USA, because we are not exaggerating. We could see trillions of dollars of brand new liquidity enter the crypto market. And I think this brief clip explains why. Well, the Bitcoin's not being held back, right? I mean, right. it was at 47 and went down to 40,000 because everyone was dumping GBTC. Now, all of a sudden, we're back to 50,000. I think 50,000 is a psychological level as well. People get really excited. They say, hey, we're going back towards all-time highs. And as soon as Bitcoiners start saying it, somehow it usually happens. <laughs> it does, right? Now, you say you've got the next big bet. Share that with us. Yeah. So if you look at what happened with the Bitcoin ETF, right? Bitcoin is an asset. It's now been accepted within Wall Street. And now people want to get access. And so we have these Bitcoin ETF issuers. I think that the next big run of equities is going to end up being an altcoin ETFs. And what I mean by that is forget which coin or which protocol, but the altcoin ETF issuers, I think, are going to have a great run over the next two years. I've made three bets here. I invested in Bitwise. I invested in a company called 21 Shares. And then the only publicly traded company is something called DeFi Technologies. And all three of these, they basically want to give people exposure to assets. They don't care which one you pick. 
pick. They just want to make sure that it's easier for you to put money into this ecosystem in this industry. And I think all three will do well. So a big thing with the ETF, the the, the spot ETFs was general acceptance, not just not just Wall Street, but you know, Wall Street kind of given it the veneer of acceptance. So, you know, you're watching the Super Bowl, you couldn't help but see Jack Dorsey in there uh, with Beyonce and Jay. All right, now we're going to turn it off right there because that's where the information becomes invaluable to our listeners. But here's what I do want to focus on. Is you didn't like when- Jack with his Satoshi shirt, Abs? You didn't like the Satoshi shirt? No, sir. But here's what I would say is that even right now, if we apply what we saw with Bitcoin to the altcoins, Gonzo, it's going to take way less liquidity to move the prices of these projects. And currently, Bitcoin ETFs alone are buying 12 and a half times the amount of Bitcoin that's being produced every day in the open market. That's why we're seeing the price rise so quickly. There's so much demand. 12 and a half times the demand exists in Bitcoin alone. Now, here's where we're going to connect it to the altcoins and take it even a step further. When Ripple was initially hiring, so first of all, I'll start with the news from yesterday. Ripple is going to be buying a New York crypto trust company to expand their US options. And here's what's interesting. This acquisition enables Ripple to now custody $50 billion worth of assets that were already allocated at standard custody, which relies in New York. And these types of products have been talked about for a long time. But if we look at what we saw in a job application from Ripple just a couple of months ago, one of the main objectives of their lead in New York was going to be to get an ETF product approved. It immediately reminded me of this clip we saw from David Schwartz. And in this brief clip, David explains that what he's most excited about in 2024 and how tokenized assets are going to enter the conversation, that is obviously going to affect many of our listeners. Let's hear that's one of the many reasons why the XRP ledger is going to be a good place to launch tokenized real world assets. I think we'll see that in the next year, year and a half. I'm hoping that we're going to see as real world asset tokenization projects grow. I think the XRP ledger is going to be a really good platform for them to launch on, uh, you, particularly because of the low fees and because of the integration with the DEX, with the proximity to sort of the movement of funds, the ability, you know, if someone's going to buy what do you want to do with a real world tokenized asset? You want to buy it, you want to sell it, you want to hold it, you want to transfer it. And if you want to buy it and sell it, you want to be able to do that with whatever asset is convenient for you. You don't want to tie, if you tokenize some sort of debt, like you don't want to tie it to US dollars because then that limits access to it to people who have sort of proximity to US dollars. One of the things the XRP Ledger is good for is giving you sort of proximity to many different assets and that exchange is seamlessly built in. So I think that's going to make, that's one of the many reasons why the XRP Ledger is going to be a good place to launch tokenized real world assets. I think we'll see that in the next year, year and a half. That's- and Mario, this clip is from about 12 months ago. So we are approaching that timeline very, very quickly. The last thing I want to say before I kick it over to you, when we looked at that uh, director of management that they were hiring in New York, one of the lead objectives for them was an ETF. But one of the other lead objectives was to get tokenized assets approved within the United States. And we're already seeing them move in that direction. Larry Fink said it a couple of months ago on the mainstream news. Every stock, every bond will be tokenized. Real estate will be tokenized. Car ownership. All of these things are going to be tokenized. And what did David say? He made the case for many of those tokenized assets falling on the XRPL because it's the best product in the market today. So as we see these things come to fruition, we want to give our listeners an opportunity to figure out which profits are going to, sorry, which projects are going to profit most off tokenization. I think the XRPL fits very comfortably into that conversation. And you can even tie it into the standard custody news we got yesterday. So what are some of your thoughts, Mario? And then we'll continue. Yeah, you're right, Abs. And uh, Mark Yusko has been very vocal, vocal about the power of like tokenization coming into blockchain. So that's actually something that I am really, really excited about. I am really looking forward to seeing what blockchains and what projects 
do end up getting this inflow of tokenization of real world assets. Of course, XRP, uh, in my opinion, XRPL is very well positioned because we know what the technology is and, and how it can actually, uh, you know, how it actually serves very well that, that tokenization narrative. But at the same time, I, I feel like it would be foolish to disc discredit or discard the possibility of it being multiple blockchains. So for me personally, I'm looking at several. I don't think it's just going to be the XRPL. I think that there's a lot of signs, uh, especially with Ripple being the primary proponent of the XRPL developments. Like we're seeing Ripple like do all these uh, partnerships and they're acquiring different companies. They acquired, they acquired Medico. Now they're acquiring Standard Custody, which... Uh, it seems to be primarily because of some of the licenses, licenses that they have, but I think that's huge in the U.S., and I definitely think the XRPL is one of the biggest contenders. Now, not to say that it's going to be the only one or the primary one, but I definitely think it's one of the uh, one of the best contenders, and I'm keeping an eye on the other ones because we know how the world moves. If if you have the, the right foot on the door or if you have some, some way to get through the door, then that's kind of how it starts, and the XRPL could be the best blockchain, but it may not be the winning blockchain because of the, the influence. So I'm super excited about that narrative. And this is what I've continued to reference throughout that article, Mario, is the fact that this is a key responsibility of what they're hiring in New York. The job position here is senior management for business development in New York City, located in New York State, obviously. One of the key objectives is going to be to, grab, to drive cryptocurrency related ETF initiatives with internal trading teams and relevant partners. This second bullet point, which isn't highlighted, I'm also going to read. It says a key objective is to build a sustainable ecosystem and generate demand through identification of financial institutions, including institutional investors and other partners who are interested in interested in investing in tokenized real world assets. I don't think it's a coincidence at all that this is taking place in New York, Gonzo. What are some of your biggest takeaways? Because yesterday, I just want to preface this, Standard Charter had $50 billion in digital assets under their custody umbrella, that is now going to be absorbed by Ripple. That's phenomenal, especially when you consider an IPO. I think custody is the name of the game. All you have to do is look at Coinbase, right? And what they did with the Bitcoin spot ETF, where now there are other players in that game now, right? That are going to be custodying Bitcoin. But for the most part, in all those applications, it was Coinbase, right? And if you look at Coinbase stock, where it was at in the depths of the bear market, it's it's up a lot, right? It's like three or four X. And if you don't want exposure to the crypto market because you're kind of nervous, you could have just gotten some exposure to coin and then rode that up and be up three or four X. And so when you try to like play chess and look at these moves that are coming as far as any kind of spot ETF or just custodying for institutional clients, I feel like they're making the right moves. Now, is that going to correlate to price action? We haven't seen that yet, right? And I and I will say this because I feel like we're still in a speculation phase, right? We're not in that utility phase where, you know, that's not sexy. Like people look at that and it doesn't get them all excited, right? Number don't go up, right? And, and, and this is a very emotional market, a very irrational market. And so a lot of the tokens that get attention usually get price action. So you just got to, what I'm seeing in the XRP army and all that is a capitulation event. And that's what makes me excited, right? Is when people capitulate and they sell and they go away, what happens? This mm. thing turns around and goes straight up. So they could keep capitulating because I'm here for the long haul. Hey, I'll tell you what, we got the best chat in the room. These guys are so crazy. Mule, I got to give a shout out to you, Mule. <laughs> All the men who have been through a divorce, and I don't know because I'm not divorced, but this is, <laughs> you're gonna, this is a class. 
Well, that's enough wheezing from Johnny. Dude, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy's out of control this morning. I don't know what's going on. Cardano's welcoming over 6,000 smart contracts in February, guys. But we're also going to – what are you doing, Johnny? Stay muted, my friend. Ledger is teaming up with Coinbase, and this is the article we're going to break down next here, guys. So we got 544 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button, and we're going to talk about this article to get into it. Ledger teams up with Coinbase for direct crypto buys via their hardware wallets. This partnership is going to simplify the previous complex process of transferring crypto from your Coinbase to your Ledger Live device. Now, I don't know how I feel about this because I don't know how I feel about Coinbase having any connection to my Ledger device, Mario, but I think this is something that's worth talking about. Ledger announced today a strategic partnership with Coinbase integrating Coinbase Pay into the Ledger Live app. This collaboration aims to enable users to directly purchase crypto on Ledger's hardware wallets, streamlining the process for users to transfer crypto and conduct transactions from their desktop or mobile device. So it's going to make it much easier to purchase and transfer crypto from your Ledger using your Coinbase. Previously, crypto transfers from Coinbase to the Ledger Live were complex and error prone. With this new feature, Ledger users can directly receive crypto purchases from Coinbase on their Ledger device, retaining their preferred payment method including ACH, Visa, MasterCard, and Maestro. I don't know how to pronounce that. Ledger highlighted in a recent blog. So I'm going to defer to Mario and Gonzo, and we'll read the rest of this article here. But I do think it's an interesting update. I'd love to start with Mario. What's your initial reaction? So I think this is a good thing. Look, when you purchase crypto on, on, in Coinbase and you want to hold it in your ledger, what do you do? You transfer it to your ledger. So this doesn't look to be any different besides obviously you being able to buy the crypto directly inside of your ledger using Coinbase. So I think that we're, we're seeing one thing. Ledger, Ledger has had a lot of issues in the past, and I'm not you know, uh, saying that they're good or bad, but they've had a lot of issues. But I, I believe they probably still continue kind of like the, the, the main name when it comes to hardware wallets. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people still go towards towards Ledger as opposed to the others. And again, I'm not saying that's good or bad. But what I am saying is that I see I see a trend and I feel like Ledger is in this in this direction of creating more user-friendly services and products. And we know that that is going to be the future of adoption of cryptocurrency. User-friendly, easy to use, easy to get into, easy to get out. And so, although I am all for the narrative of self-custody, you know, not your keys, not your crypto. I'm all for those narratives. I'm all for the, for the narrative of having your hardware wallet, but it's difficult. And most people just can't do it because of how difficult it is. So this is what's going to get that mass adoption is this seamless interoperability of different services across crypto and you having a ledger and being able to purchase and have it delivered directly inside of your ledger. I think that's no different. At least it doesn't feel like it's no different unless there's something hidden in the code. Anything is possible, but it doesn't feel any different than you buying your crypto in Coinbase and then transferring it to your ledger. Gonzo, I'm going to kick it straight to you here because I do think it's it's a simplifying process, right? This is kind of what had me excited about the ETFs. You're reducing the learning curve to get involved in this market. This is a very similar type of thing, but what's your initial reaction? I think it's genius for Coinbase to kind of pivot. They understand what the narrative is. They understand what happened in 2022 and how we pushed so hard against the exchanges. And when everyone comes into the market, what do we tell them? Self-custody, self-custody, self-custody. But it's like Mario was saying, you have to put in work. You have to put in effort. You have to research, right? Because you can lose your money. And so Coinbase is pivoting and making that very easy. And, and that's what we need, right? You're going to have people that are going to come into this space and they're not going to like stay if it's complicated or they have the risk of like losing thousands of dollars in one transaction. So if Coinbase can build some back end 
where they're still going to charge you the fees, right? They're still going to get their money. They're going to provide a service to you, but it easily gets transported into your ledger and you don't have to worry about it, you know, going into the crypto verse and then losing it. More people are going to be willing to use that service because it's easier. So again, it's simplifying our class and that's exactly what we need. If you need, if we're going to make it, you know, we're almost a two trillion, but if we're going to go to five trillion, seven trillion, ten trillion, all that new money that Johnny loves to talk about, you're going to need simplification. People aren't going to come into this market if they have to buy stuff and start moving it off exchanges and doing different things. The easier that you can make it for them, the more people are going to pile in. Yeah, that was what we talked about yesterday. That's just literally we literally just had this conversation uh, behind the scenes filming. That at the end of the day, the only way this industry ever takes off from mass adoption is it has to be simple. And it has to be not only simple, that's one. It also has to be guaranteed. Think about the industry. Why do people put their money in the banks? If you have $250,000, they put it in because you get FDIC insurance. Your money is guaranteed protected by the government up to $250,000. There's a reason why that insurance was there. Because the banks, early on, before, they just couldn't get people to put their money in the banks. Right? And they said, no, we need insurance. We got to make people feel safe. And boom, it happened, and it exploded. The same thing has to happen in crypto. There has to be some assurances that they're not going to lose their money, and it can't be if somebody's got to go figure out a 32-bit address you know, code and put it, no. Grandma and grandpa ain't doing that. It's too hard. Forget about it. It's not going to happen. It needs to be simplified. It needs to be a press on the button, and it needs to be guaranteed. When we get to that point, super mass adoption will happen, and we will get there if, if the big boys want us to get there. Because they're the ones that have to make it happen. And right now, we know where they stand on. We know where they stand on 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 crypto. So the question is, are they going to insure something they don't want? Hmm. That's what we'll have to wait and see. Million dollar question this morning, guys. And you heard it from the crypto grandpa himself. Show us some love. Oh, oh, Smash oh, that like button. Guns are blazing this morning, guys. And I'm going to kick it right to Johnny so he can respond at the beginning of this article. Ooh. Actually, Gonzo, I wanted to start off with you with this Cardano article because I found this so interesting. Cardano is now up to 31,600 smart contracts on their network, increasing 6,400 smart contracts in 2024. Or sorry, in the last two weeks. That's unbelievable. So in the last two weeks, we've seen 6,400 new smart contracts added to the Cardano network. Is this as exciting as it seems? When I'm reading these articles, we've often heard that Cardano has the most developers. It has some of the most use cases, but we don't see too many people actually using the applications being developed on Cardano. How does it make you feel that we're seeing so many smart contracts deployed? I, because I think it is. I think for whatever reason, like I feel like Cardano is very polarizing because of Charles Hoskins. And you either love it or you hate it. And it's because of Charles. Nothing to do with the technology. Again, the market is very irrational, right? But when you look at their governance, their governance is very evolved. I think the only other project that has better governance is kind of IBC in the Cosmos ecosystem, right? But like their their ADA's governance is really, really evolved. And when you look at what's coming, right? They, they're getting sharding that's coming to Cardano. They got layer twos, they got ZK rollups, right? All the stuff that's been hyped up on Ethereum is coming to Cardano. And I believe it's more efficient when it's using Cardano. And like I said, Midnight is private smart contracts. So meanwhile, while we've been going through this whole rigmarole, these guys just continue developing. And like Charles was saying, if the community wants it to happen faster, they can, right? They have a huge treasury that you can vote on proposals to move that money. It's at 750 million. So if they want to pay more developers or outsource projects, they can do that. The community can do that, right? You can go in because of their um, 
robust governance model, right? You only need one ADA to be able to come in and kind of vote on things. And so um, I, I think that, um, you know, ADA will do extremely well, um, but I think it just moves a little bit slower just because of their 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 kind of model and how they do things, right? Like Solana is like straight up Silicon Valley, right? We're going to throw it out there and move fast, let it break, we'll fix it. And Cardano writes papers and they make sure that things work so they don't break down. And, <coughs> excuse me. And sometimes they're a little bit slower, right? But eventually we'll see who wins, right? I think you're going to have multiple winners, but I think Ada will eventually catch up. Johnny, let me have time to play this clip because we had a great conversation yesterday and your cousin Kenny sent us this awesome video. So I wanted to play this 90 second clip about the XRP community. This is a joke. It's a satire. It's a joke. And it's just making light of the situation we're in. I want to highlight this before we, before we play this video. Personally, I am more optimistic than ever. I am more optimistic in 2024 than I was in 2023 or 2022. And think about this. Last year alone, we're still up 70% in our XRP bags, guys. Just do the math and check the percentages. We are still doing great. And I want to highlight that before I play this article. Don't fall into the negativity. Typically, when market sentiment is low, that's when their opportunities are at an all-time high. And I don't think this is any different. But let's have a laugh here before we end the show. Here we go. this man he this whoever created this that is hilarious that is awesome that is so funny so brilliant and creative and you know what's funny it's like it's making light heart of a situation people are so negative right now have a laugh sit here hold your bags i genuinely believe regardless of what happens over this next year so much money is coming into the crypto market xrp is not going to be 53 cents in 12 months i can almost guarantee it but anything's possible in the matrix mario we got like two minutes left what's your initial reaction to that video i just wanted to get some thoughts well, it's definitely relatable, 100%. But I'm, I agree with you, Abs. I think that we're in this maximum FUD event. And at the same time, we're still seeing positive developments take place. We've got the fact that it's not a security. We've got Ripple making tons of partnerships and acquiring companies. So I think that you are right. 12 months from now, it's not going to be 53 cents. It's going to be 54. So we're good. You, heard you know what's crazy? Is that people, when this thing runs, people are going to be looking back at this time frame. Like, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, "I wish I would have bought more." Right? That, that, that's and, and like you have all these opportunities where the price stayed where it's at, and like it fudded and all this stuff. And then at the end, when it runs, everyone goes, "Oh man, I wish I would have bought more." So remember that. Just remember, guys, you have to buy when you want to puke. <laughs> <laughs>
And I know a lot of you want to puke right now. So you should go instead of puking. Go by. Absolutely, guys. And this is why we talk about an exit plan every day on our show. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got 508 live listeners here. And this Friday, we're going to be having our good, sorry, our good friend Crypto Eddie on the show. That'll be a very exciting episode. Ethereum Virtual Machine, XRP Sidechains. We're going to talk about it all. I want to say thank you to Johnny. Thank you to Mario. And thank you to Gonzo for making time for us this morning. We love you guys. We'll see you in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors. Ah, get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's 